Today on The Girl Defined Show, we're talking all about cancel culture. And more specifically, we're going to be sharing really personally our Girl Defined as a ministry, our journey and experiences with cancel culture, with hateful emails, with viral hate videos, clapback videos, blog posts, you name it, we've probably experienced it. And we're going to be talking about how it hasn't always been something that we have handled well. Um, It's something that we've wrestled with the fear of man in. We've struggled for wanting to seek the approval of man and not the approval of God. We've struggled with wanting to maybe soften some you know, biblical truth or lighten our message a little to fit in, and how over and over again, God has given us um, the courage and the strength and the conviction to continue standing on his word, um, to grow in grace and truth and how we communicate, but ultimately to not fear cancel culture, to not fear hateful viral videos that are made about us, but ultimately to fear God alone. And how as we do that, as we walk in a way where we stand on God's truth, where we trust him, where we fear him alone, that is truly where we are free. We've experienced that. And so in this episode, we want to share with you how you, right where you're at, right right in your stage of life, your school, your church, your community, your workplace, wherever you are, how you can stand strong, how you can speak truth in a loving, kind, and gracious way and become a woman, a girl defined by God who truly lives unafraid, unashamed, and courageous right where God has you, even in the face of cancel culture. Let's dive in. Hey, Sisterhood, it's Kristen here. Thanks so much for joining me today. I am so glad you're here. If this is your first time tuning into the Girl Defined Show, welcome to the Sisterhood. We love having new sisters and linking arms with the Sisterhood of Christian women all around the world. It is awesome. If you are an old friend, an old part of the Sisterhood, welcome back. Uh, We love linking arms with you too. As you know, our passion here at Girl Defined is to help women all over the world understand what it means to live as a girl defined by God and really not a girl defined by society. And if you have felt any of the pressures of cancel culture like we have, then you know how easy it is to just take the easy path, right? Take the path of least resistance and just be a girl defined by the world because that means you're going to fit in, right? That means you're going to be quote unquote on the right side of history. But here at Girl Defined, we know that God's word is timeless. It's true. We know the one who designed us is truly the only one who can define us. And so we are passionate about spreading God's message for us as women, his message of biblical womanhood, because it is truly so beautiful and so freeing. And the only place that we're going to find any sort of lasting worth, the only place where we're going to actually find our true identity is when we look to the creator for that. And that is looking in God's word, growing in our understanding of what it means to be a girl defined by God. And as we do that, we will um, experience true joy, Um, challenges, yes, hardships, yes, getting canceled, possibly, but we will experience true joy as we walk in our creator's design for our lives and true freedom and really true fulfillment. And so that's what we're passionate about. And cancel culture is one of those things that we're excited to talk about because like I said, so many of us face it in really small and maybe really big ways. And today, today's episode, we have a special treat for you because what you're about to hear is actually a keynote message that Bethany and I gave at the 2021 Girl Defined Conference. And it was all about cancel culture. And at that conference, I think it was one of the most anticipated sessions because it's just such a hot button topic. And so at the conference, the session was titled Living for Christ in the Face of Cancel Culture. Um, So you'll notice in a minute when the session starts, the sound is gonna change just a little bit because that's us at the conference giving it. But don't go away. Don't feel like you're getting, you know, something... (laughs) 
<laughs> less than awesome because it is so good. And it was actually one of my favorite sessions to give at the conference too. I think you're going to learn a lot as you listen to it. And you're going to learn some maybe unexpected things about even Girl Defined and our ministry and how we started and some of the stuff we faced early on that maybe you didn't know about. And then at the very end of the session, you're going to hear a special word from our friends, Paul and Morgan over at the Paul and Morgan show. So you're going to want to stick around till the end so you can hear a special word from them to the Girl Defined Sisterhood. Some of you may be wondering, oh, Girl Defined Conference, yeah, is that coming up? Is there another one? You guys, it was the hardest decision ever. But this year, 2022, we have decided to push pause on the Girl Defined Conference just for one year so that we as a ministry can just have a little margin, take a step back, take time to pray, um, reflect on what God has done and what He would have for us in the future to plan, and honestly, just to have some spiritual reprieve. In Girl Defined, for so many years, we've just been pedal to the metal, you know, resource after resource, book after book, conference after conference, and we just feel like the Lord has just laid on our hearts a season of rest, a season of spiritual rest more specifically. And so that's what we're going to be pursuing. And as we were seeking counsel on whether or not to even have the conference this year, a really sweet friend who's also in ministry gave us a really great idea. And she said, you know, since you guys are pushing pause to have a season of rest, of spiritual rest, pursuing the Lord, I'm just taking a step back from the crazy busy schedule. Why don't you invite the sisterhood to join you in that? And we were like, oh, that is a great idea. So as we brainstormed and got our wheels turning, we were like, oh, what if we came up with some sort of personal retreat where we could create a resource where the sisterhood, where you guys could buy something like a journal where you could take it and go away and have your own personal retreat, just you and the Lord, you know, a weekend, a day, two days of like a small sabbatical, taking time away from your busy schedule your busy summer, all of the things that you have had planned, or maybe it's not so busy and you find yourself just with idle time and you're just kind of wasting time and you know, you're, you're wishing you had some more structure. You're wishing you could take a deep dive in your relationship with Christ because you know that a, a time of spiritual rest, of really pursuing the Lord in an intentional way would be really beneficial for you. And so that is exactly what we created. We came up with what we're calling the Personal Retreat Journal. And it is a beautiful journal that we have completely written from start to finish. And it's a journal that will guide you personally through five personal sessions. And the whole theme of this journal is rest. And it, it'll help you go into the word, guide you through prayer. It even has a beautiful section of hymns, um, a beautiful coloring section with scriptures that you can color and meditate on those verses. Um, so many amazing pieces and parts to this journal. And the best part is that you don't need your phone or computer for any of it. So you literally get the journal and everything is in the journal, everything you need. Of course, you need a Bible. So bring your Bible, grab your journal, and then a pen to fill it out, to answer the questions, to fill out the prayers. There's times of confession in there, pouring your heart out to God, praising him. It is an amazing, amazing journal. And if you're like, wow, I could use some spiritual rest. I could use a sabbatical. I could use just a day off with me and Jesus then you are going to want to grab this. Instead of having the conference this year, we are all going to pursue a season of rest. And we invite you to do that with us. So the journal hasn't released yet. It's still in production. It is almost ready. Um, but you just keep an eye on our shop, girldefined.com slash shop, because it is going to hit the shop mid-summer and we're only ordering a limited number. And so once they're gone, they're gone and there won't be any more. There isn't a digital version of this either. It's a physical journal. It comes in a beautiful box. It would make an incredible gift um, for yourself or your mom or your friend. 
Um, You can also do the personal retreat alongside other women. It's not meant for a large group study per se, but you could take a few friends and go away for a weekend, like at an Airbnb or go stay at someone's house and have a time where you're each personal retreating with the Lord, but then you can come together to discuss each session as you read through the journal and work through it. So I had to share that with you guys in lieu of the conference. Um, We hope you'll join us this summer and have a personal retreat. Keep an eye on the shop girldefined.com slash shop midsummer for the release. Okay, without further ado, let's get into this amazing topic of standing strong with Christ in the face of cancel culture. I can tell you this is a session Kristen and I are very excited about because um, it's something very personal to us and something that I know is very relevant in our world right now. And I think we would all agree that our world has changed so much like over the last two to three years. Sometimes I look back and I'm like, like even five years ago, things looked so incredibly different. Like even the words like cancel culture, just a few years ago, we, we weren't even talking about that. And now it describes so much of how our society works today. And it's kind of like if you say something or do something that at this point in time, the larger culture doesn't agree with, then you should be canceled and silenced because that's not what, that's not what's like accepted right now. And the standard is always changing. So it's very difficult and it can feel very scary because you're like, well, there's no forgiveness. If I do say sorry, then I'm admitting I'm wrong. And now I'm for sure going to get canceled and there's no redemption. One strike you're out. I mean, we see that it seems like every day there's someone new in the news. Doesn't matter, you know, where you are politically, it doesn't matter. It's like where, you know, people are getting called out and canceled. And so the two of us launched Girl Defined in 2014. And I can tell you, we had no idea what the world would look like today. Um, you know, I'm not sure what we would have done if we could have foreseen where the world would be, but we just thought, okay, we'll watch this Christian ministry. It will be great. Um, I will confess that we definitely were naive and unprepared, and we're just grateful that God can work through the weakest of us because we are very weak and, you know, just didn't know what we were getting into. But this is one of the most asked questions that we get from people who meet us, from those of you who we interact with. Like if we had to put one question at the top of what people ask us, it's this, how do you handle the hate? And even in the book line, many of you, like I've seen the videos made about you, or I don't know how you say those things knowing what's going to happen. And so we thought we'd help you kind of understand where we started and how we've grown and where we are today, because I think it will be extremely relatable to you. And I think you'll be super encouraged to know just how the gospel can give you the power to do things that you never thought yeah. you would want to do. And that God grows us through our weaknesses as Absolutely. we see our mistakes and our, oh yeah, like, oh, wish we had done that differently. God For teaches sure. us lessons through that and grows us. So like Bethany said, we launched Girl Define in 2014, only, what is that, six, seven years ago? And the world was very different, even just a few short years ago. So we launched Girl Define and we started writing three blog posts a week. And that was pretty much all we were doing, just writing, writing, writing. We had studied and learned like, okay, if you're going to launch something, you want to be really consistent with what you do. So we were just writing blog posts and trying to get the message of God to find womanhood out there and, you know, passions that were on our heart and everything seemed to be going really well. It was resonating with a lot of girls and women from America, from around the world. We started getting emails and we were like, wow, this is so encouraging. There are women out there who want this message, who want to hear about God to find womanhood. So we were feeling pretty on fire and our, our mode of presentation back then was a little more just like super hard hitting, like black and white and pounding out the truth. And I think we've grown a little bit in more of a gracious presentation. Well, some of you might be surprised, like that's how you are today. Just be grateful <laughs> you didn't know six years ago. 
<laughs> so God has grown us a lot, I think, in our presentation by his mercy and grace, but we were really on fire. We were really excited. I think our heart's passion and desire was genuine in wanting to put God's truth out into the world. And then in 2016, we got an email from a publisher, which at first we thought was a joke. And here's the original email, actually, from 2016 from Baker Books. And it was from an acquisitions editor who had seen one of our articles on another website. They had guest posted one of our articles, and it was a really big website. And so they, she came across it because she was always like scouting for new writers and scout, like looking at guest posts. And she reached out and said, hey, I saw your post. Are you interested in working with us? We would love to talk about book ideas. And we were like... What? Because we had been praying about that and thinking, man, it would be so amazing if we could take some of the content and turn it into a resource that we can leave with girls and women, you know, or something they could buy where we're like, hey, this is more of what we want to say, the the fuller picture than just this one post or this one video. So we responded and that turned into our first book, which is Girl Defined. And that really did, Mm -hmm. I would say, set the course of our ministry on a path that we never really imagined. Like God totally opened that door. We were praying for opportunities. And as we researched the public, industry, we saw mm-hmm. how extremely hard it was to get a book published. Like it is so hard because everyone is writing books today. Self-publishing is really popular, but to get a publisher to take on your book, they're taking on a lot of risk, yeah. especially as the first book, because they don't know if it's going to sell. They're covering all of the upfront costs. And so for God to open that door and have a publisher reach out to us just felt like honestly a small miracle. It was, it was insane because it's like, we don't come from like this long line of like, oh, well, every forefather before us had a ministry so we could just you know jump in and use their connections it was like zero and I've talked to some of you and you're like I want to write a book or I want to do that and it's like we were feeling just like you like this is literally impossible outside of a miracle because we got zero connections yeah so that happened and that opened a lot of doors of opportunity. And then shortly after the book was published, we started hearing from a lot of girls about videos. Like we love videos and we thought, oh, we should take some of our blog posts and turn them into vlogs. I don't know what people call them now, but it was on YouTube. And you know, YouTube was just kind of like a wide open platform, like great opportunity to get messages out there. So we were just t- basically taking our the content of our blog posts and turning them into six, eight, 10 minute YouTube videos. And we were carrying that same tone of kind of hard hitting, like here's the truth. And what we didn't know then is that YouTube is a very different platform than blogging. So we've heard from a lot of content mm-hmm. creators and a lot of Christian ministries now that they actually avoid YouTube altogether because of how hostile it is I know. toward conservative perspectives. I was talking to one. I was at lunch with the amazing Christian woman, and I was like, why did you tell us that five years ago? Like, we could have used that info. Yeah, she's like, you know, I'm more strategic with where I share my content, whether I choose YouTube or something else. And we were like, we had no idea. <laughs> so we just started publishing all of these videos on YouTube, like, here's God's truth, and you know, stuff that was just very specific to Christian young women. And a lot of you know that some of those videos were picked up by other creators who have very different worldviews than us. And some videos were made about us and people were emailing us like, oh, have you seen this? And this was our first experience of like other people making videos about our videos. Like we had never been in this world. We didn't really know that was like a thing. And so as we started seeing these videos, we were like, oh, and the first, the first few that ended up going viral, which now currently have 27 million views and 19 million, million views, the two most popular videos that are making fun of us, that I don't think the original creators were intending to like hate us. It was more just comedy. And that what that did though was turn into a snowball effect of tons of other content creators seeing this and going, Oh, that's popular. I'm going to make something too. But it got more vicious and vicious as it spiraled down. And so these videos weren't just comedy, but ended up being uh, much more hateful 
much more spiteful, um, people chiming in from all walks of life and taking pieces of our videos, even out of context, and doing whole videos about them, and then those getting tons of views, and then another content creator. So it was literally like a snowball effect. And it kind of shocked us and caught us off guard. Yeah. And we were like, whoa, what just happened? We did not see this coming. And I will say, honestly, when this was all going down a few years ago, we had never experienced it, like I said. And so there was that moment of like, wait, what have we done wrong? What, like, what is going on? Maybe we should stop. And we even talked about, like, should we stop our YouTube channel? Like, this seems really crazy. And the more we talked yeah. about it, we realized, like, we can't just because there's pushback, just because people are literally sending us comments like this, you should be banned for your toxic beliefs. Your views on sexuality and marriage are hate-filled and bigoted. Your content is extremely damaging to girls and women, literally saying we should be canceled, we should be shut down. People have been reporting us for years. Um, you know, by God's grace, we're still on all of the main platforms. We honestly I don't, don't know <laughs> how much longer that's going to last with the way society is moving and with how quick um, publishers yeah. are pulling, like content platforms are pulling different... Um, content creators, yeah. what do you call them? Yeah, like creators, it's it's kind of scary. And so for us, it was just this reality of like, okay, there are a lot of people out there in this world who want us canceled and what are we going to do with yeah. this? And you know, we're not just super tough rocks. Like, oh, nothing gets to us. We're both very different and we have different personalities. And I think like for you, you'll lay in bed a lot at night, like thinking about it, like what did that person say? And you know, it'll keep you up. Yeah. And that's why my breakout session is on anxiety, <laughs> fear and worry today because that's my specialty. I probably have the other problem of like, oh, you want to go there? Let's go. And then I'm like, oh, snap, I'm a Christian. I can't do that, yeah. you know? So she's like, oh, let's talk. I'm like, no, 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 please, let's not. Like, praise the Lord for Jesus. You are saved from my wrath. Um, but it's not, that's like, we both have sinful responses. Anxiety are like, here we go. And so I, you know, like, I'm like, oh, this, anyways, I could say a lot about that. But... Um, <laughs> But it, it still does, especially now being married and having families and just the world is crazy. And like, you know, all of our information is exposed everywhere we live. There are pictures of our houses with arrows pointing to where we live online. It's like, there can be a lot of like, what is going on, you know, just because of what we're sharing. And it was interesting. I had an interaction with um, a company that was wanting to have like a sponsor post on my personal Instagram page. And that had happened a lot for us, you know, over the past few years, companies would reach out, you know like the typical social media influencer stuff. And like, we don't really, we're like, we have a ministry and like, we don't really view ourselves as like influencers, but we're like, it's fun. You get free stuff and maybe get paid. Cool. We'll do it. So I did this sponsorship and I posted all about it. And I was like, you know, it's just super generic. And I had seen other Christians post about this company. So I was like, oh, maybe they're more neutral. Like they don't really care. And within minutes of posting about this company, um, an online group that kind of reports to each other, thousands and thousands of them, stuff they don't like. They basically report on the person they don't like and go and basically harass the company that sponsored them, trying to get the company to be afraid and back down because the company doesn't want to be known for working with a Christian. So this online group um, went and basically started emailing and harassing this company, literally thousands of them. And so they're like, oh my goodness, like what in the world? And so they emailed me literally with probably in like two hours from when I posted posted this picture to Instagram, the sponsored post saying, oh, things have changed. We actually need you to remove the post. And I'm like, okay, you're not getting out that easy. Like, I know what this is all about. And so it was actually Dave and I, my husband, he was with me like, okay, here's what you can say, you know, trying to coach me. And I'm like, okay, you know. And so I emailed them back trying to ask more questions because I'm like, 
if it's because I am a Christian and hold to biblical worldviews, like, I want you to say it, you know, and of course they're not going to, but basically we had a few interactions and, um, and they basically emailed me and told me that if I did not remove my post within the next hour, that they would bring legal action against me and were very threatening. And I was like, wow, okay. And so I did end up having to remove the post and just, it just so happened that it came across one of the, um, messages that people who did not like me sent to this company. And here's what one of those messages said. Hello, I'm writing to you because I recently noticed that your brand has partnered with an influencer who I believe spreads very harmful and hateful views. Her name is Bethany Beal, and she is known for creating very homophobic, transphobic, and sexist content. Based on my knowledge of your brand, this isn't the kind of content you promote. So I was shocked to see you partner with someone with such hateful views. I sincerely hope you will reconsider your partnership. And so you've seen this. A lot of companies are afraid of getting canceled themselves. So they go with what's most popular and make these declarations and statements, and they don't want to be connected at all to anyone like us because that could be a terrible association and they could get canceled. So instead of them getting canceled, they like want to remove any ties to anyone like us. And... You know, it's in light of eternity. I'm like, that really doesn't matter. It's just super annoying and super frustrating that there can be an online mob that goes after a company and the company just bows down to them like, okay, you're mad. You know, I'm like, these people probably aren't even buying your products. Who cares? You know, like, but whatever. I'm, I'm trying not to say things that will, you know, Kirsten's like, be careful with what you say. And I'm like, but I want to say it. So <laughs> if I'm sounding like the stories are disconnected, it's because I'm trying to have a lot of self-control. Um, Hope, I know maybe you all are just like super godly and never let like say frustrating things, but that's me. So if those of you who like, ah, I just want to say it, I relate to that. Um, so I know that we're not the only ones who faced the insanity of our modern cancel culture. And we can tell you story after story. And it's just like, you know, it just can feel so ridiculous at times. And recently um, I actually posted um, an, like an Instagram post and I was posting just about being pro-life and how I value babies in the womb. Um, and I was just sharing, you know, like God's amazing design and how valuable these precious little lives are. And so many of the young women and women that follow me on my personal Instagram were saying things like, wow, thank you so much for saying this truth. Thank you so much for standing up for the unborn. Thank you so much for being willing to post this. And they, many of them, it was so interesting, were saying like, I believe this, but I'm too afraid to let this be known publicly because of how people will respond. And for me, being pro-life is like one of the basics. Like, I don't, I don't even care. You know, like you can know I'm pro-life. You can know I value babies in the womb from the tiniest, you know, to the oldest, all of that. But I was like, wow, this is hard and this is scary, you know, to be someone who's like, I don't have a lot of followers, but like even within my family or my friends, I don't want people to know where I stand on some of these crucial issues because I'm afraid that I will be cast out, made fun of, bullied, or canceled. And I'm sure in your own way, you can think within your family or within friends or even online, things that you may be too afraid to talk about because of how others will respond and maybe shame you or say, you're such an evil person for believing that. Your views are literally hateful and hurtful and damaging. Other areas that many of us are afraid to talk about over fear of getting bullied or treated as an evil person because of our beliefs would be marriage, believing that It's a God-defined institution between one man and one woman. 
Those are things we will get so many messages about when we say that. How dare you? You are so hateful. Or gender, like we talked about yesterday, believing that God lovingly and graciously designed two genders, that our physical bodies speak to the inward reality of who God designed us to be, male or female, that gender is not interchangeable according to personal preference or feelings. Extremely controversial and very much worthy of cancellation because you're an evil person if you believe that. Or sexuality, that God created us as sexual beings and it's a good thing and that sex was designed by God to be enjoyed within the covenant of marriage. Extremely, extremely controversial and viewed as worthy of cancellation if you speak about that. Each of those are worthy of cancellation and the person is labeled with titles, which you heard in that email, as a transphobe, a homophobe, a sexist, evil, hateful, and so many other (laughs) labels that you can get. So the question is, how can we live unafraid, unashamed, and courageous lives in the face of cancel culture? That's the big question. How can we speak truth in a loving, kind, and gracious way without giving up or giving in? And the verse we're really going to focus on today is Romans 1.16. So if you have your Bibles, go ahead and pull it out. And I encourage you to underline this if you're an underliner. It's a great verse to meditate on and memorize. Such a great verse, and we're going to really unpack that. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. So we're going to talk about, for the rest of the session, how we can live unashamed of the gospel and how to really stand strong in the face of cancel culture. Mm-hmm. When we were researching for this, we came across a really interesting article from the Gospel Coalition talking about cancel culture and kind of framing a gospel perspective for us as modern Christians. How do we have a gospel perspective in the midst of cancel culture? How do we shine bright? How do we even approach this topic with the right heart? And so we found this very interesting. Here's an excerpt from the article. Um, It was titled, Canceled, How the Eastern Honor-Shame Mentality Traveled West. In cancel culture, a single mistake is perpetually unforgivable because it's not simply a guilty act. Rather, the mistake defines the individual's identity, turning them into a shameful person, someone who can be canceled. In cancel culture, we are defined by our latest mistake. Social recovery is rare. But being canceled needn't define those victims. Jesus, after all, counted canceled people, tax collectors, zealots, prostitutes, among his disciples. Jesus was unwilling to cancel Thomas, who doubted him, Peter, who thrice denied him, or his half-brother James, who long refused to believe. Where others would respond to our shame with indignation, Jesus responds with love, forgiveness, and grace. Many are searching for a recovered or even redeemed identity. The culture will not give it to them, but Jesus can. In our temporal and cultural snobbery, we would do well to learn from the Eastern itinerant preacher from Nazareth. And this is the truth, biggest truth we want you to take home from this session. Jesus frees us from ultimate cancellation. In him, we have eternal life. Why do we as Christians not have to truly fear being canceled in this world Because we have Jesus. And that sounds cliche, almost like a Christianese answer. But if you really think about it, Jesus frees us from ultimate cancellation. Because the ultimate cancellation would be to not know Christ, right? 
And we know Christ, therefore we cannot be ultimately canceled in this life or the life to come. Yes, we can be canceled in this world. We can be persecuted and have all sorts of hateful things said against us. We can have brands refuse to work with us, but we can't be ultimately canceled in a spiritual sense for what truly matters. Because in Christ, we have eternal life. We have true spiritual life. And this gospel truth for us, this is what we come back to over and over again, especially when I find myself lying in bed at night, feeling anxious and fearful about something that just happened or something that's spreading on the internet and we're getting comments and emails and I'm like, oh, what is happening? Why are we dealing with this? Maybe we should just shut everything down. You know, very emotional, (laughs) fearful response. I have to take my heart back to this gospel truth. Who am I living for? Why am I sharing these messages? What Do I really value the gospel and building God's kingdom, or am I more focused on building my kingdom, building my name? And I have to remember Romans 1.16, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes. That's where the true power is. The true power doesn't lie in earthly people and brands and influencers and even online social media platforms that may cancel us, the true power is in the salvation of our Savior, spiritual life. That is what truly matters. And here's an amazing gospel truth, is that Jesus, he came to this earth. You know, we like to be the judge of one another because in our pride and our sin, we like to elevate ourselves, whether even just in our families and our friend groups and look down on other people like, oh, can you believe what she did? Like, I can't believe she wore that. Or did you see what she posted? I mean, little things to big things. We like to put ourselves in the position of the judge because it's our pride and it makes us feel like we're better than someone. So we put other people down to boost ourselves up. And so often in society, we're afraid of getting canceled. So we put ourselves as the judge so we can cancel other people. But the most incredible thing is, and here's the truth, is that God is the ultimate judge. He is the only one true judge. And what did he do? For all of us sinners who truly deserve ultimate cancellation, he sent his only son to this earth to live a perfect life in our place, to die on a cross, to take the cancellation that we deserved upon himself, the judgment of the almighty God, to stand in our place so that we could not be canceled, so that we could be made right before God through the righteousness of Christ. He took the cancellation that we deserved so that we could have eternal life. What an incredible God that we serve. He is the true judge, but he is a gracious judge, a merciful judge, sending his son to stand in our place. The worst cancellation that anyone could experience is dying without knowing Jesus. That is truly the worst cancellation. And so when we remember that, here as individual, Kristen and Bethany, as Girl Defined Ministries collectively, we remember that that is truly the worst cancellation that reminds us that we can be courageous in Christ. We have the hope of the gospel. We have been changed. Christ has stood in our place. He's given us new life. He's redeemed us. We have now the power of the Holy Spirit. We are daughters of God, adopted into God's family. The world and the enemy cannot stand against our God. And so when we remember that identity and we stand with Christ in the power of Christ, then we can stand courageously and we can stand boldly and we can stand unafraid of what anyone in this world on YouTube or any influencer, any company says against us because we know that we are standing with Christ and that is what truly matters for all of eternity. So the gospel, that's our why. And that should be the why for every single one of us. When you're afraid of speaking up, remember, 
Christ has already taken the ultimate cancellation. The world can't do anything to you. Christ has already given you everything. You are not canceled to Christ. He offers you eternal life. So no matter what happens with Girl Defined, Mm -hmm. I mean, truly, year by year, we're like, okay, Lord, thank you for the opportunity to still have a Mm -hmm. website and a podcast and Instagram, and we don't know how long that's going to last, but God, we know you're in control. And even if you take all of our platforms away, we know you're still committed to building your kingdom, and you will do that however you see fit. Help us to be faithful servants in how we do that. Mm And I think it's that new identity we have that gives us, you know, our new identity in Christ as his daughters that gives us a new lens to, to view life through. And it's not about living for the approval of man. You know, if we're living for the approval of man, we would not be a servant of Christ. So it's not about gaining the approval or, you know, like, oh no, the disapproval of someone else. You know, it's like scripture say, to die is gain. Like that's ultimately one day we're going to be with the Lord worshiping him and all crying out together how amazing God is and being face to face in relationship with him like it originally was intended to be. And so when we keep that in perspective, you know, it really doesn't matter if what other people think about us. And so we want to share with you four reasons we don't have to fear cancel culture. And so this is four reasons we truly believe from scripture that we don't have to fear cancel culture. And I want you to make it personal for yourself, whatever that cancel culture for you might look like, whether it's the workspace, family, um, what a relationship, you know, whatever it is. So the first reason that we don't have to can- fear cancel culture is because we know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. And again, another really basic kind of like gospel truth, but something we so frequently do not believe or do not live out. We know that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so when we, if we know the way and the truth and the life, we know that Jesus is that way. How, like, how can we be silent and say, well, we, we might get removed from this platform or that person might not be my friend. It's like, yes, we need to learn how to speak graciously and kindly and lovingly. But ultimately, God is the one who does the work. And he, think of his disciples. They were not like the most robust crew, you know? And so it's like, hallelujah, God can use us, you know? And so we can pray and say, God, please use me to tell others that you are the way, the truth, and the life. And I know people are mad about this, but what alternative are they offering? They're offering a journey that says you need to become this and this and this and still there's no happiness or satisfaction. And it really is the way to death, ultimately, the ultimate cancellation. So we need to be bold and courageous because we know that Jesus is the way and the truth and the life. And that must be a core foundational reason for why we can be unafraid of being canceled. The second reason we don't have to fear cancel culture is that we are called to go into the world and make disciples of all nations. We are called to go into the world and make disciples of all nations. Mark 16, 5 reminds us of this. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. When we have our identity straight, I am a daughter of God. My mission is to live a radically different life, to shine the light of Christ. And I am commissioned by God to go into all the world and make disciples. We can step into that courageously and we can say, 
that's my passion. That's my mission in my neighborhood, in my school, on my social media, in my family, in my friend group. If that is first and foremost our passion, then when people don't like us or they reject us, like, yes, it is hard. We're not just going to blow it off like, eh, it doesn't matter. It is hard to be rejected. It is hard to not be accepted. But we have to remember in those moments our greater mission, that we are ultimately truly accepted and beloved and chosen by the Lord. And so with that identity, with that confidence, we can say, yes, that's hard, but Lord, help me to be faithful. Help me to continue making disciples, to mentor those younger women, to be mentored myself. Mentorship is something Mm -hmm. at Girl Define we are so passionate about because mentorship has changed our lives and continues to. We've seen mentorship change the lives of younger women that we've been able to mentor and then seeing those young women mentor younger women, like all the way down the line, that beautiful Titus 2 model, it is so powerful. And that is what God is saying. Go into the world. Don't just huddle in a corner and try to protect yourself from persecution, from rejection, from cancel culture. He says, go into the world and make disciples. Shine your light into the world. And so when we remember that greater mission, it truly does give us that confidence that we can step out faithfully in obedience to the Lord, and he will give us the strength needed as we faithfully make Mm -hmm. disciples. The third reason that we don't have to fear cancel culture is because we work as unto the Lord and not for man. Our purpose and our mission is unto the Lord and not for the approval, the praise, the acceptance, or the admiration of humans. Galatians 1.10 says, for now, for am I now seeking the approval of man or of God? Or am I trying to please man? If I were still trying to please man, I would not be a servant of Christ. And there was actually a a time, I don't even remember when it was, a few years ago, Kristen and I were speaking, and it was a huge revelation moment for us because we were, you know, had spoken multiple times at this event, and it was to different groups, like different age groups, and it just so happened that the last group we spoke to were like um, skeletons because they literally were the most unresponsive, unengaged. I was like, are they all sleeping? Like, it was like, it just felt so, you know, when you're you're speaking in front of people and you're and they're just like, you know, it's like, okay, um, do they understand anything we're saying? It was just like the most stiff crowd we had ever spoken to in our life. But the, the crowds before that, they were like real great and energetic. And so I remember afterwards, we were like, oh, that was the worst. Like, are, should we even do this? We were questioning everything. And we had this moment where we were like, why are we doing this? Are we doing this for the approval of the, the people out there? Or do we feel that God has called us to this for his glory and he'll work how he wants to. And we just have to be faithful servants, no matter if they're the, um, you know, mute skeletons in there or the real energetic crowds, you know, it's like that scene in Up, the movie where it's like the wedding and the one's like, Woo-hoo! and the other one's like, Woo! you know, have y'all seen that? Um, that's what it was like. And so this verse though was specifically what came to mind, Galatians 1.10, for are we doing this for the approval of the crowd of man or of God? Because if we were trying to please man, man, we would not be servants of God. We are, we're servants of Christ. It's all for him. It doesn't matter what people think. And that was a transformational moment in the girl defined ministry for the two of us because it relieved so much fear and anxiety because we weren't doing it for the approval of people. It was for the glory of God. So it, you know, just don't go silent on me. Like, well, it doesn't matter. Like we like the engagement, but you know what I'm saying? So we work as unto the Lord and oh, not for thank oh, you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. I will say that you guys are an amazing yes. group of sisters. Yes. You get feedback, you cheer, you laugh. We we love y'all's energy. <laughs> we do. We have been we have been very impressed. <laughs> the last and fourth reason that we do not have to fear cancel culture is that we choose as believers, we choose not 
to be ashamed of the gospel. We choose not to be ashamed of the gospel. Romans 1.16 says, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. We read that earlier. You know, the world looks at the cross and sees shame. Like, what's that about? God dying a criminal's death? Like, what? And then you're following him, you're sacrificing everything, you're giving up all your feelings and desires and maybe your pursuit of happiness to follow after this Jewish guy? Like, what's that about? No, no, no. And there can be a sense that we carry of like, oh, like, yeah, it's kind of awkward or I don't really want to talk about it. Like, uh, and this sense of shame. And God is reminding us, do not be ashamed of the gospel. Why? Because it is the power of God for salvation. So again, taking us from the temporal, the earthly. Um, I heard Tim Keller recently say that the word secular means earthly, temporal, what's right in front of us. So secularism literally means the here and now. And constantly throughout scripture, you see God taking us from a secular perspective, focused so much on the here and now and this life to the eternal He's saying, think ahead. What really matters? This life is so short. It's like whoop, like a blip on the screen of eternity. So don't get so laser focused on the secular, on the here and now, what the world's saying. But remember, there's something so much bigger happening. He's been building his kingdom from day one and he will continue to until he comes back in Revelation. And we are on a mission at this specific time in 2021. You're here at this conference. God has a purpose for us and he is calling us as his daughters to not be ashamed of the gospel. We must remember that it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes, remembering that bigger picture. And when we do that, I truly think it gives us that confidence, that courage to not be silent because we remember that Christ is worth it. He has given everything for us. He is worth it. And because of him, we do not have to be ashamed. Mm -hmm. And I just want to remind you of this key truth. If you're going to take one thing away from this session, it should be this, that Jesus frees us from ultimate cancellation. In him, we have eternal life. That's why we don't have to fear anything that ha- happens in this world because Jesus frees us from ultimate cancellation. In him, we have eternal life. And I just think like, wow, what if this group right here, this group at the 2021 Girl Defined Conference chose to live by the power of Christ within them, unashamed of the gospel? What if they were just bold, like, you know, people aren't gonna like this, but I'm not gonna be ashamed of God's word. I'm not gonna be ashamed of letting people know that I love Jesus and that he, I am his disciple and that's my purpose and my goal and the most important thing about me, I'm his daughter. What if we were actually excited about that instead of the opposite? Like how amazing, how bright would our lights shine for Christ if we lived that out? We actually um, reached out to some friends and we asked them if they would record a short video for us to encourage you all and just kind of give their take, a really short take on um, this passage that we've been discussing, Romans 1.16. And we just thought it would be a fun way to, to bring a little bit of a different perspective. And um, these two people, they have experienced a lot of what Kristen and I have experienced. And we've been really just inspired by their boldness and their courage um, in continuing to proclaim Christ. And for them, you know, this is that it really is their livelihood as well. They have dedicated their lives to, you know, kind of preaching the word and and sharing Christ and putting themselves out there. And so when they get like a brand cancellation, it's like, well, hopefully we can pay the bills, you know, Mm -hmm. so it's very real to them. Um, And some of you may know them. Have any of y'all heard of Paul and Morgan? Yeah. A lot of you have. They were actually here last year and spoke. And so we reached out to them and they made a little video for the sisterhood. Check it out. What's up, Girl Defined Conference? Ah! Oh, we are Paul and Morgan giving you guys a little 
encouragement at the request of Bethany. Yes, and I'm sorry for screaming. I'm just very happy that we get to be a part of this in some way, shape, and form. Sweet. <laughs> All right, Romans 1.16, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel, but it is the... The power of God that brings salvation to everyone who believes, first to the Jew, then to the Gentile. Amen. What a good verse. And I think it's interesting because Paul is writing this to the Romans who are very high class and could maybe be ashamed of receiving Jesus who was a lowly Jew who was poor and was hung on a cross and, and... killed like it kind of i was reading commentary on this verse and and someone was talking about how like it's kind of embarrassing to the romans to accept jesus as their savior and paul's here saying i'm not ashamed because i know that god squishy that god is mighty and and through the gospel like he saves wow i didn't realize that morgan welcome for that did the commentary deep dive (laughs) but that makes sense Wow. All right. Well, so you just did the scholarly part. Uh, here's what it means to me. <laughs> I still have to say what it means to me, but. <laughs> well, when I read that, because I've, I've quoted that over to myself, for I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God. Um, I'm like, it, it emboldens me to share the gospel and, and to plant the seeds. And I actually was just hearing a kind of Christian celebrity. I'm not going to name names, but he was saying, and I've heard lots of people say this, and there's wisdom in this, like, hey, I, I want to to get to know somebody first. I want to have a relationship before I kind of go there. Mm-hmm. And again, that there wisdom in that. But also it's like, if it's the gospel, it's the gospel. And I think about Jesus and like his preaching, and I don't think he knew every one of those thousands of people that came to hear him on a deep personal level. He was preaching the truth. Mm-hmm. And so I'm kind of like, you know, the gospel is the, the full gospel. It's beautiful and it's convicting. And I'm going to be bold with it. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me, it means that, one, there's no reason to be ashamed because we don't focus on this world. We focus on what is to come ahead of us, heaven and eternity with the Father. And, like, we know that through the gospel, through Jesus, we've been saved. And so, like, nothing on this earth matters other than getting the name of Jesus out. So if we're embarrassed by, you know, speaking out about the Lord, if we're hated on, persecuted for it, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. And that's easy to say, don't get me wrong, but it's in the end, it is, it does stick with me that it doesn't matter. Like my eyes are set on the father and I will not be ashamed to talk about him. I will not be ashamed to share the revelations, the convictions, what the word of God says yeah. and what he's taught me. I won't be ashamed of it. That's good. That's good. You guys, Girl the Fine Conference, go after that. Embrace that. Ask the Lord for boldness. The righteous are as bold as lions. And, and I'm, I'm, like you were saying, like I'm, I'm growing and trying to to grow in this area of Lord. Like, make me bold, embolden me in proclaiming the truth. Because I still got a ways to go, but I'm on the path. All right, that's great. We love you guys so much. Hope you're having a great time. She was trying to shush me. Have hope and be free. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> they're so great. I know. They're. I love how the random. dog. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, we just wanted them to share a bit of encouragement with you because they're very much in the, you know, like a lot of young people are going online for information. And so they're a very bold voice on YouTube. They have a YouTube channel. You can look it up, the Paul and Morgan show. But they, Kristen and I don't, 
tackle a lot of the stuff that they're tackling. They tackle a lot of like the cultural, like relevant things that are happening. Like, oh, you know, a singer, political. yeah, a singer, mm-hmm. political, whatever. And so if you, you know, want more of that, they would be a great resource to look into. Mm-hmm. So we want to end with this question. We really want you guys to think about this. Take this question to the Lord in prayer. In what ways have you been ashamed of the gospel and walking in biblical truth? Even as we were talking and sharing in this session, were there people, circumstances, situations that you're in where you're like, man, I am feeling the Holy Spirit convict me right now that I need to be a bold girl for God, that I have been hiding my light under a basket. My light is dim in this area. Yeah, at church and amongst these friends, I shine, no problem. But over here, I kind of tone it down a little bit because I'm afraid of what they're going to think about me. I see that fear. I see that shame in my heart. Where is God wanting you to shine bright? Where is he bringing conviction for you to truly walk as a daughter of God in biblical truth, to be bold and unashamed? Remember, you have been freed from ultimate cancellation. We cannot be truly canceled in this world. We have nothing to ultimately fear. By God's grace, praise the Lord for his mercy. God is calling each one of us to be a light for him right now. Jesus frees us from ultimate cancellation. In him, we have eternal life. Hey friends, I hope you were so encouraged by that message. If you made it all the way to the end and you're still listening right now, way to go. I give you small claps because that was so good and so worth it, right? I mean, what an amazing reminder that in Christ, we don't have to be afraid. He frees us from ultimate cancellation. As always, thank you for joining us today. Pass this along. If you have friends who you know would benefit from the Girl to Find show from this ministry, please share this episode. You sharing it helps more women discover it and find it. And if you have that friend or that sister, that cousin, and you're like, I don't even think they know about Girl to Find, pass this along. Shoot them a quick text and allow them to come alongside you in being encouraged and learning what it means to live as a modern Christian woman, what it means to be a girl defined by God. Encourage them. And if you've been encouraged personally, would you please leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening and more specifically on Apple, because I know they have those reviews and we love reading your reviews. We seriously, Bethany and I will read them and just like sit there and oh, like find so much encouragement. So If you have like two minutes, maybe actually 30 seconds, I don't know, drop us a five-star rating and then leave us a quick review. Tell us what kind of guests you'd want us to have on the show, what other topics you want us to cover. We really do read those and take your input and feedback seriously. So thank you so much, guys. I love you so much, and I cannot wait to chat with you next time.